This morning, we're continuing a sermon series we started last week, uh, celebrating the incarnation. Why the incarnation of Christ? As we celebrate his first advent, we look to his first coming. As we remember, he will come again at the second advent. Why did he come that first time? Uh, Last week, we looked at the power of the incarnation, that Christ came, as he reports in John chapter 10, verse 10, I have come that you might have life and life abundant. And as we search the scriptures, and this may be a multi-year Advent season, as I continue to look through the Gospels and the Epistles as well as the Old Testament, just reminder after reminder, not contained in what we call the Christmas stories, but reminders again about why I have come. In 1 John, we're reminded, I think chapter 3, uh, verse 8, why did Jesus come? And you will not find this on a Hallmark Christmas card or on a Hallmark Christmas movie. The reason the Son appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. That's partly why he came. You hear Jesus say, since the Father sent Jesus and gave him a commandment as what to say. There's this reminder of his teaching ministry. Or when Jesus says to his disciples, this is important, why I came was to send you out. Peace be to you, just as the Father sent me, I also will send you. So there's reminder after reminder in the Gospels, in the Epistles, and throughout all the Scriptures, why did Jesus come at Christmas? We'll just highlight a few, but today's we cannot miss. It's really the heart of, of why Christ came. And I think in the early, mid-2000s, the Washington Post did a social experiment, and they contacted Joshua Bell, one of the world's renowned, uh, a world-renowned violinist, to go play down at the Metro. And so he went and played for 45 minutes at the Metro and just played beautiful songs on a $3 million-plus Stradivarius violin. And there's a YouTube video you can look up for that as you watch for those 45 minutes, and they speed the video up so, so that you see people passing him by in like triple time, just racing past him 45 minutes. I think only 27 people of the hundreds or maybe thousands of people that passed him in the 45 minutes stopped and actually gave him a tip. Now, just a few nights before that, he had sold out and the back seats were worth hundreds of dollars. He collected 32 bucks that particular day at the Metro because we are all busy. We've got stuff to do. And here is beauty and music and they could not stop. And they missed it. We can't miss what John Calvin would say is the sole purpose of the incarnation, and that is for our redemption. We're reminded in Scripture, in Luke chapter 19, Jesus says himself, the Son of Man has come. This is why Christmas is. The Son of Man has come to seek and to save the lost. Paul would say to the church in Galatians chapter 4 verses 5, God sent forth his son born of a woman, born under the law to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoption. John chapter 6 39, this is the will of him who sent me, Jesus says. I was sent for this, that of everything that he has given me, I will lose nothing but raise it up on the last day. We celebrate at Christmas. Why the incarnation? Why was the Word made flesh? For our 
redemption. Sarah and and I, along with 25 other people in our church family, are are going through the Wesley Institute. It's two tracks at Wesley Seminary. Ours is the Bible track going through all 66 books of the Bible weekly for two hours uh, over a nine-month period. We encourage you to do that. It'll start back up next fall. Ben would love to talk to you about that. Well, the seminary professor we had this week, Dr. Schreiner, told everybody in the class, not only is it okay but it is important that pastors share illustrations from the Lord of the Rings. He said it, so I'm going to bank on it. At the beginning of Fellowship of the Ring, if you've seen the movie or read the book, there's this reminder, the, the Elf King's talking to this group that has come to talk about what do we do with this evil ring that, could, that always corrupts, always leads to death, and we can't let the evil one have it because he'll take over the world. What do we do? And everybody says, well, let's just destroy it. Let's be rid of the thing. And here's his, here's his response uh, uh, to them. It was in the fires of Mount Doom that the ring was made, and only there can it be unmade. It must be taken deep into Mordor and cast back into the fire. One of you must do this. Why Christmas? Why incarnation? Why was God made flesh? Only there where sin entered the world and corrupted and caused death, only there can it be unmade. And so Christ took on our flesh, our condition, sympathized with us as our high priest and came that he might die to redeem us from our sin. It's interesting, after that, after that little speech by the elf king, all the, everybody there, the, the dwarf lords, the warriors, the elven archers, the wizards, they all start arguing about what to do. But it's, it's just this little hobbit. I'll take it. I'll take the ring. And that's the chorus of Mark chapter 10. You want to know why I have come? You want to know why I've come? I've come to serve and to give my life as a ransom for many. We don't get a traditional story here in Mark's gospel when it comes to Christmas. He just jumps in with John the Baptist, and the whole book is a race to get to the cross. And this is it. After this moment, seven verses later, you've got Jesus entering Jerusalem to do just that, to be a servant and to give his life as a ransom for many. This whole book has been getting us to the cross. We've talked before in my first uh, Advent with you all that in Luke we see that Jesus is the universal Savior. In John, he is the Logos, the Word of God. In Matthew, he is the he is the long-awaited and promised Messiah and King, but in Mark, he is the suffering servant. He has come to suffer and to serve. The context of this passage, James and John have just been asking for seats in glory. They've been asking, hey, let us sit there. We want to be up here, or as Renee just said, me, me, me. And y'all, that's our culture. It's not just social media culture. It's not just Western culture. Walk into a Christian bookstore. It's Christian culture. Those books are all about me. Me and Jesus. How I can be more in Jesus. When Jesus comes, he comes to say, not me. I did not come to be served, but to serve and to give my life as a ransom for many. Go back to verse 37. James and John are arguing about wanting to be great. You want to be great, verse 43. Jesus says, 
suffer. And he insinuates here that they will suffer. Cindy and Chip Altamas had had 10 years of, of marriage together but had come into a time of frustration in the marriage for a variety of reasons and agreed to separate and had split up and had made this unbelievable decision to see other people while separated and Chip took advantage of that. Uh, in the midst of that, through those months and up to a year, he began to get sick and found out later he had kidney issues. He was in kidney failure, would need a transplant. All the loved ones and friends got tested, and somehow his separated wife said, let me be tested, and she was a match. What do you do with that? And she said, you can have my kidney. And so what do you do with that? And after the surgery, they had a recommitment service for their marriage. His thinking, how do you say no to someone who would die for you? That's what Mark 10 reminds the church. I have come not to be served, rightfully served, but to serve and to give my life as a ransom for many. How could we serve or desire or want any other. So quickly, what's then our response? If that's his gift to us, if that's his life for us to serve and, and to give, how is it you and I, in light of that, because of that, how is it you and I will serve? How is it you and I will give ourselves away? When Mary gets this word that she will be the very mother of the Son of God, we know that story well in Luke, that she is greatly troubled. And she certainly has questions. How can it be that I could do that? But what's the ultimate response? Behold, the bond slave, the servant of the Lord. Let me serve. Who is that for you? How is that for you? I love how one commentary put it this week. This is the attitude required of those who follow Christ, who gave all and serve for us. The attitude required is loving disposability on behalf of others. Because of Christ's great love for us, because of his serving, how will you and I be lovingly disposable to others? A pastor wrote a, wrote a very true story of and was confessed about his own st stuff when he got a call on a Friday at 5. Uh, Jeff admitted as a pastor he was ready to go see some friends, but he got a call uh, from a man um, uh, whose, whose name was Jimmy, and, and he said, Jeff, I'm, 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 I'm feverish and I'm not well. Can you come help me? Now, Jeff had already put in a 60-hour week. He had friends and family to go see, but he said, I'm going to go, but he wasn't happy about it. And so he goes to see Jimmy, and Jimmy not only was feverish, but because of his illness, wrestling with AIDS, and over that long se season, and it had devastated him. He had gotten sick on himself. And so here he comes inside that house. He can smell it immediately, and he gets to cleaning up on the floor and taking care of Jimmy. Now, Russ comes downstairs. Russ comes downstairs, who's also battling that illness, and he gets sick on himself because of the smell of what uh, uh, Jimmy has done. And in his mind, Jeff says, I got to be honest. 
I didn't want to be here. I'm struggling with being here, but I'm going to clean this up, and I'm going to serve them. And then Russ says to Jimmy, I get it now. I understand. And Jimmy says back to Russ, what do you understand now? I understand who Jesus is. He's like Jeff. I came not to be served, but to serve and give my life. How is it, who is it, where is it you and I need to be lovingly disposed on behalf of others? And not just in terms of service, but as we close, this reminder too that Jesus gave his life. Where is it, as Paul says to the church, I die daily. What is it in our response to Advent? Where is it, how is it you and I will die to self? Yield our lives, submit our lives to his word and to his work because of the great work that he has done for us. Where is it? Who is it? How is it you and I need to serve? How is it you and I need to die? This Advent, Jesus, would you come and do that work? And if you doubt, he will come and do that work. If you doubt his grace, he has given us a sign. He's given us a reminder of his great love for us That he would come, assume human flesh, live a perfect life in that flesh, give his life for us on a cross. And that every time you and I come to this table, we can remember again the great work and grace that he offers the church. So would you hear the invitation? Christ our Lord invites to his table all who love him, who earnestly repent of their sin, and seek to live in peace with one another. We remember as we share together in this meal that on the night in which Jesus gave himself up for us, he took bread, gave thanks to God, broke that bread, gave it to his disciples and said, take, eat. This is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. After the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to God, gave it to his disciples and said, drink from this all of you. This is the blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Let us pray. Almighty God, pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and cup. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ that we may be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes And we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your son Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit and your holy church, all honor and glory is yours. Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen.